We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Tom Thayer, Chicago Bears radio analyst. There was one time we were playing Tampa short yards goal line. I was in the end zone waiting for Harbaugh to throw me the ball. Instead of throwing the ball, he ran it in. And I go, Jim, you could have padded your stats by throwing me a one-yard pass. He goes, I, I know, but I thought you'd drop it. <laughs> did you think you had good hands? I, I know okay. I did. 41-12. Look at these things. 1985 Super Bowl champion. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. Tom Thayer with Mully and Hawk. On 670 The Score. Bears. Mullion Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always a joy and a privilege to talk to the great man himself. And Tom Thayer joins us on The Score Hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Hey, Tom, how are you? Good morning, man. How you guys doing? Good. Did, doing you, good. did you really enjoy watching that Pro Bowl competition? What What was that? I, you know, I, I did not watch one second of it because I had such disagreement with what they're trying to pull off. Thank you. Uh, nowadays and call it the Pro Bowl, which is disrespectful for the generations and years of the guys who have uh, put forth the effort, the energy, and got voted into it and, you know, you know, when it really meant something. And when I, I saw one clip um, that uh, a defensive player hit Tariq Hill as he was going out of bounds, um, and that was the biggest hit that I've seen in the pole bowl in the last four years. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, for them to be in full pads and not want to touch each other and then to get kind of like um, – okay, here we are at that intersection of the pylon, the end zone. I'm a defensive player, and you're going to flip it back to an offensive player. I'm still going to hit you. And so, you know, those are the types of things that when it happens down the road and someone gets injured because of it, and then they're going to start rethinking this new silly plan they're having. Well, didn't Miles Garrett dislocate his toe or something like yes, that? Yes, he did. So yeah. it's already started, Tom. Oh. Right. I mean, you know, what was it? The the running back from the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs, he's the one that called this out and said, what the hell are we doing out here? This is the stupidest thing that I've ever been a part of. So I'm glad somebody voiced their opinion. And um, and again, it's not this is not an old curmudgeon type guy saying, oh, yeah, when we were it's that's not the case. It's the Pro Bowl used to be a salute. It used to be respect. It used to be. Uh, a time where you celebrated some of the greatest players on the NFL. And I know, you know, everybody that's got involved in it nowadays and no quarterbacks playing all that kind of stuff, but it's still crap. Now it's a TikTok video. 
Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's, it's worse than that. And, uh, Tom, <laughs> we've had a really interesting conversation here the last week or so. On, on Friday, I think, David brought up the idea that uh, that you look at Nick Sirianni and he's this, this kind of guy, you're wondering what he does. What, like, how how good a coach is he? What has he done? He's brought a team to the Super Bowl, but it's a very well produced team. They've got tons of defensive linemen. They've got a lot of guys in the second. They've, they've had a lot of luck injury-wise. Obviously, you worry about uh, a Jalen Hurts, but it's been extraordinary to watch his development. Um, and, and, and he made a comparison to Mike Ditka, and the idea being that if the Bears were kind of a band, Ditka may have been a singer, but it was Buddy Ryan who was the songwriter and the lyricist and and you know the talent out of the group was buddy ryan not mike ditka and so we got into an argument about whether or not ditka uh was the guy that was the irreplaceable piece or was it buddy and and it's just an interesting idea because i've never thought of it in that fashion but i would imagine being there and having lived through it you'd have an idea as to whether or not Ditka was the uh, the guy that pushed this thing. Well, you know, you know, it, within one day's time, I came from a team that, uh, uh, you know, from a time in the in the USFL that was being coached by George Allen, who was a Hall of Fame NFL coach himself. In the way I, and then I saw the way that he conducted business by his personality. It was completely the opposite end of the spectrum of Mike Ditka. And then I got to be part of the Chicago Bears and come and be introduced to the professional employee personality of Mike Ditka. And um, it was I was always impressed because everything that he asked us to do on the practice field was something that he did on the practice field as a player and as a position coach. And so to me, my major influence, and probably because I was on the offensive side of the ball, came from Mike Ditka. Um, and that's all the inspiration I needed. And um, so I'm not saying any, you know, and listen, I, I like Buddy Ryan, and I like the attitude that he carried on the defensive side of the ball because I think with those two groups of guys, offense, defense specifically, not special teams, they needed the competitiveness and they needed the challenge to keep everybody pointed in the same direction as the season kind of wind, winded on. And um, I remember – um, Kenny Marjoram walking into a team meeting, and I think we are 11 or 12 and 0 and something. And he walked in. He goes, "I've never seen an unhappier group of 12 and 0 players in my life." <laughs> and you know that was just kind of the day-to-day attitude and the competitiveness that we had. And then on the side of the Super Bowl ring, Ditka had a word inscribed, and it was ACE, and it stands for Attitude, Character, and Enthusiasm. And I think that meant a lot to him because I think that's the approach and the attitude that you have to have every day coming into that facility. And we knew exactly what was going to happen on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was going to be a full pad, full physical practice, and then we were going to get ready and play the game. And I think Ditka was the type of person that could take – you know, guys like Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, the guys on the offensive line and every position on the offensive side of the ball and challenge them. And I think Buddy Ryan was able to do the same thing with the defensive players and have all those character guys and challenge them on an everyday basis from the beginning of every practice where they have to do 50 up downs to the effort that he expected to give, you know, for his defense to give. But I do think that Ditka, 
had a strong enough voice that when he stood in front of the entire team, what he said meant something to everybody. And I think that's, you know, the most important piece to the Super Bowl puzzle is the fact that Buddy was a great coach. Ditka was a great coach. So was Dick Stanfeld and the other guys in the staff. But Ditka was able to pull pull everybody together each week that we went out and played. And that's how the conversation sort of began, Tom. It was like you look at Nick Sirianni, and I think his biggest impact, at least from the outside, is the fact that he is in charge of morale. He is a guy that is having you know the attitude, the character, the enthusiasm. He's in charge of that, and that's the biggest role that we see him play. Now, he may be behind the scenes tactically doing things that we're unaware of, but that's where I compared – the impact he has on the Eagles to the one that Mike Ditka might have had on the 85 Bears. And then the question came up, could anybody have coached the 85 Bears? What about Buddy Ryan? And I thought that, yes, he could have. So I, I, it wasn't so much as look at what you know Buddy Ryan could have done this as much as it was comparing the emotional impact of a head coach and the role that can play in a Super Bowl champion. I think Nick Sirianni is having that effect on – the Eagles in the way that Mike Ditka did the way you're describing on the 85 bears. Well, you know, I I think one example of what he's doing in Philadelphia is when you have the dedication, the competitiveness, the improvement and the desire to be great that Jalen hurts has, that is kind of comes from the influence of the head coach, because if you get an understanding that everybody in the locker room is pointed in the right direction, that you have that willingness to go out and do whatever you need to do as an individual according to your position to come back and be the best possible player you can be. And I think Jalen Hurts has done that. And um, when you look at all the talent on the defense and what they're, uh, the way they're playing, you look at the talent on the offensive line, the running backs, the receiver position. If it wasn't for Jalen Hurts and the way he's playing, um, I don't think this team would be respected as, as much as they are at this point in the season, getting ready to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl. And um, I think that was the same thing that Mike Ditko was capable of doing, that he um, he knew that what Walter Payton did in the offseason to make sure he was prepared during the season. He saw what Clyde Emmerich was having the rest of the football team do inside a small, compact weight room and getting the most out of it and getting stronger at the end of every offseason. So Ditko was the biggest influence of the success, even though when, even when Buddy went and took the Philly job and you look at the talent he had there and he wasn't able to go deep into the playoffs and, and turn that team around. Um, and again, tons of respect for Buddy. I, I, I love his attitude and, um, and he treated everybody equally on that defense. And I think that was as important, but you know, Dick, uh, he displayed toughness from his playing days and, you know, the way he, he carried him, carried himself around the facility and around the league. Um, Tom, how do you watch the Super Bowl? Do, do you watch it through the lens of the bears? In other words, are you looking for things that the bears could do? Are you just enjoying the game? How, how do you just watch it? Um, you know, more in, uh, I'm more just enjoying the game. I like to see, first of all, the defensive philosophy of what they want to do to Patrick Mahomes. Because when you look at what Todd Bowles did against him a couple of years ago with the Tampa Bay uh, team and how he put him in a retreat position constantly, brought bodies from unknown spots to make sure that he was in a backpedal rather than, you know, running through it, through the line of scrimmage and upfield for positive yards. And so to me, it's um, 
what does Philly, uh, what can they do? Are they going to win battles on the line of scrimmage? Um, or are they going to be able to bring pressure from unknown areas during the cadence to put Patrick Mahomes in that retreat position? And that's why I think it'll increase the chances for Philly. But I also, at this point, I think Philly will win the game. So what is the key to the preparation as teams report to Arizona, to the Super Bowl site? I'm sure every year when you see the planes landing, you may reminisce and Uh it takes you back to – you know, when you did that and what that preparation was like, is there a key, Tom, for each team to keep in mind as they get ready for, you know, what will be a long week? Yeah, make sure that you have everything inserted in terms of game plan responsibilities this past week. Because this upcoming week, no matter what you're going to do at practice, it's not like you're going to have concentrated installation periods the week leading up to it. And so that was what kind of what we went through the first week. It was installation of the entire game plan. And then when we did get to new Orleans and you got a little bit more distractions with family and friends and just the whole hoopla of the Super Bowl itself and that condensed area like new Orleans, you had to make sure that you were, you had everything in focus and um, you still had to, you know, um, invest some individual time watching tape and doing the things that you need to do during the course of a week and, you know, keep it, um, you, you know, make sure that's the most important thing leading up to the week. But I, I do think they go down to Arizona, they go out to Arizona and most of the preparation is already installed. And now it's just kind of, you know, sharpening a couple of the things that you need to and make sure, you know, Kansas City, make sure Mahomes is getting his treatment still and, you know, all the other guys that it's going to factor and if Jalen Hurts still has shoulder issues to make sure that he's feeling as well, as good as he can feel. Yeah, I, you know, I, I often wonder, the experience of being in the Super Bowl, did, do you think that's a huge advantage for Kansas City? They, they've they been to a couple, right? They've won one, not everyone, but a lot of the key figures have been there before. Does that make it easier than for a team like the Eagles that, uh, that could be distracted by all the – Bread and circus of the thing. Yeah, I, I do think I, that's a good point, Molly, because I think when you have the experience of all the hoopla that goes along with the Super Bowl and all the uh, appearances and interviews that you have to make sure you get scheduled, because it affects everybody. This is not only uh, Jalen Hurts and, uh, you know, uh, the top member of the defense. No, this is every single guy on the team, whether you're Dave Tobe's favorite return guy on special teams or you're a receiver that's only been around for a, a couple a couple weeks if you get traded like Tony did in the middle of the season. So there, you know, it, it's going to affect everybody. But um, uh, you know, then you know, you got all the f- tickets and all the family stuff that you got to deal with. That can you just can't allow that to be be a distraction. You have to designate somebody within your family that is in control of all the outside events other than the game. Tom, we were talking about the Senior Bowl and Luke Getty being down there and one of the players that was on display all week, John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota, and where somebody like that might go in the draft and whether or not his grade might be high enough to sneak into the first round, but more likely a second-day pick, maybe second, maybe third. Generally speaking, do you think that a team can draft a center too high or do you think that that's a position you can always look at, you know, one of the Bears' best ever Olin Krutz, third-round draft pick. We know where Jay Hilgenberg came from. You, know, you don't have to spend a high draft pick on a guy like that. At the same time, 
What if he fits their profile? What is your philosophy, generally speaking, on drafting centers? Um, you know, listen, I'm I'm all for drafting great players when they become available. You know, and in depending, you know, you know, yeah. Would you like to get a, a star ten year offensive tackle? Yeah. Do you think you could get a starting guard or a starting center in the second, third, or fourth round? Of course you can. Um, but I do think it was important for Luke Essie to be down there for a week and look at the the mental accomplishments of a lot of these players to see what they can learn, what they can digest within a week, and then how can they use it during the course of a game plan. Um, having a chance to watch those practices, yeah, you get super impressed with these guys. You know, they got a starting guard from Florida, I think it was, that could probably come in and be a day-one starter, that center from Minnesota, day-one starter. They had an offensive lineman, Steen, from Alabama that I, I, I really like, that I think that he could be a type of guy that you could draft and you could plug and play him where you need him the most. He's got that type of versatility. So, yeah, I, I do think that, um, you know, hopefully Luke was able to pay attention to what some of these guys were able to do within a short short week's time. But, you know, he had enough of a responsibility of making sure the practices were run right, everything was installed correctly, and the mistakes were corrected as quickly as possible. We've talked about this before, Tom. When you when you start talking about building a team, you kind of want to go inside out, right? You want to get that defensive line fixed to fix your defense. You want to get the offensive line fixed to help your offense. It just seems like if 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 I'm doing the drafting, I'm looking at at proximity to the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball. Yeah, but you know, and so let's you know even minimize it down. What is your priority? To me, it's the priority is the defensive line. Right. And then I can bring in offensive linemen, either drafted later, maybe in the free agency, or see how guys fit your plan. When you look at what uh, Justin Fields can offer to an offense, Dave Montgomery, whatever is going to happen to him with Khalil Herbert, um, I, I still think that, to me, uh, on this team specifically, I would go focus defensive line, then offensive line, and then other the other pieces I need to put in place. And does you who you draft maybe on that defensive line, isn't that going to be affected by who you sign in free agency? Are you or do you do you possibly take a hypothetically a defensive tackle even after signing a defensive tackle? Would that be okay with you? Yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I want competition. And if you look at a defensive line from outside in or inside out, you're still going to need six to seven competitors. This is not something that you're going to bring in one defensive line from the top of the crop this year in in the out of the combine and also okay our our problems are are cured. No, it's about making sure that you bring in a guy and then you start stacking some talent on top of him. You know, when you think of just uh, you know, you got you had teams like Philly when Buddy went there, and you had Reggie White, and you had Jerome Brown, you had Mike Golick, you had Ron Pitts, and other guys on the inside. When you look at uh, McMichael, Hampton, William Perry on the inside of the '85 defense, you, you need you need as many great players at that position as you could possibly get to help you get to the point where you're winning the division, going deep into the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at this game, and I'm thinking. You know, Hargraves, is that a guy that, that could be, you know, Javon Hargrave being available, sure. could just sign him and then get Jalen Carr? You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. then all of a sudden you've you got a professional defensive line and you get pass rushers around it. There are going to be guys throughout the draft, supposedly, that are pretty good 
rushing the passer. Um, I, I just think that there's a I think there's a lot of strength needed on that defensive line, and that'll help your linebackers. That'll help your secondary. Yeah, you know, too, as you look at the quarterbacks that are in the division right now, and in, let's include Aaron Rodgers, and then you think of Jared Goff, and you think of Kirk Cousins. These are not dynamic athletes, and especially at this age by Aaron Rodgers. So you've got to formulate a plan by your defensive line that can not only crush a pocket, but they can also have exterior responsibilities if they would need to if there was a quarterback change within the defense, within any offenses in this division. So I, I do think that you have to have a defensive line that's as dominating as a reputation as a, a defensive line like Philly that's coming in this week or, you know, what we've seen out of the other teams. Great stuff, Tom. Always a joy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Tom. All right, man. See you guys. That is Tom Thayer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.